We are back with another episode of Behind the Vinyl. We're, um, we're in the week of release of Hammerfall's brand new studio record, Hammer of Dawn. Um, it's um, again, it's one of their one of their finest records. It's it's a great great record. It's got that little darker, heavier kind of vibe to it that I really like, and the guys are just playing a, a, amazing on it. So we we caught up with Oscar. Uh, Oscar Droniak, the, uh, the guitar player, um, one of the one of the main ingredients, one of the original members of um, of Hammerfall, along with the Orkin Cans. So we caught up with Oscar just to dig a little bit into it and uh, talk uh, talk us through a couple of songs and, and, and his playing and the writing process and so on. Um, this is part one because we we couldn't get it all through. Oscar had another interview afterwards that. Um, that he had to get into but um this is a, this was a great great chat and we will pick it up with oscar and we'll do part two of of um of this chat and finish it and in the meantime go and check out hammer of dawn it's out now and um it really is a great great record enjoy Hey man, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome back to Behind the Vinyl. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for um, having me. No worries. Uh, last time we had you for the last album, Dominion. If I remember correctly, that was the last one. Was it? I think so. Because we just talked about it. Yeah, maybe it was because we talked about Wasp. Yeah, it was. It was uh, Dominion. I know this. Yeah, yeah. It was right. Okay. Yeah. Any excuse to talk about Wasp, you you oh, kind of always <laughs> bring up. Absolutely sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So nice to have you back for the release of Hammer of Dawn. Thank you. Yeah, so perfect, perfect timing. Congratulations on the record. Thank you. Um, it turned out pretty good. <laughs> turned yeah. out a little bit more than pretty good. Um, it, you guys, the last couple of, it's kind of like a trend with you guys that it's it's possibly the best albums of your career moving, you know, the last three albums especially have been super strong. Um, That's how it feels to us anyway. Yeah. Has anything changed in regards to the writing process or, or are you feeling super invigorated or...? Uh, and, and well, for me personally, it's changed uh, in in the fact in in that respect that I do write songs on the road now, mm-hmm. which I didn't do before. Uh, I got this setup that I can bring with me anywhere. The guitar fits in my suitcase, so I bring it on vacations and stuff. Which means I can write music when I have the inspiration instead of waiting a couple of days uh, until I get home, because then the inspiration to write stuff is probably gone. Uh, and I sort of put this in a. Uh, 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 I put this to work quite a bit actually on the road uh, when we were touring because that's another place I thought I would never write songs um, because it, I probably would just sound like what I'm playing every night you know, on stage but what I didn't uh, take into consideration was the fact that being on stage just being on stage and performing is a big uh, adrenaline rush and that adrenaline rush coupled with the, uh, the amount of of hours on the road that you don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, those uh, is a good combination. So I had uh, a lot of success writing songs on the road. Actually, like Brotherhood, for example, is completely written on the tour. Huh. Uh, same with Hammer of Dawn as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, it, yeah, that's what's changed for me. But what the most important thing I think is um, that the last couple of years we have been a very strong unit uh, as a band but also uh, Joachim and I have been much uh, much more um, 
uh, in sync, mm. I guess you could say. Not that we ever been out of sync, but it's just we had a, a, a much closer working relationship in terms of songwriting than we had before. Mm. Like we, um, um, how do you say this in English? We um, we bounce stuff back and forth more than now than we mm. did before. And it feels like we're uh, in a really good place. So I guess that's part of it, at least. Mm. But, I mean, uh, not riding on the road, uh, does it always, I mean, does it have to do as well with actually getting older and there's less, perhaps, I don't know if you were partying 24-7, but less of that, which means that, you know, because right. way back, you that took up a lot of time. You you had your beers and all that, and now you're, you know, you're not young anymore. No, <laughs> no that's true. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That. It's, uh, it's uh, just changing uh, uh, direction, I guess, with, yeah. with stuff. But it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a little bit of both. Because for, uh, if... Um, to, to be honest, I've, like this last couple of years, these last couple of years, I've been writing a lot of music constantly, mm. not just uh, like when I'm on the road or when I'm home or when I'm just everywhere. Like, for example, a um, couple of songs on this album uh, was begun uh, in a winter vacation in 2018. I had my family just like um, Reveries, for example. It's a lot, large part of that song comes from, from that. I just... When my girlfriend put our son to bed, I set my stuff up and played and had a couple of beers and you know mm-hmm. and stuff. Good stuff came out. Uh, when Joachim was recording the vocals for Dominion uh, in Los Angeles, I had my setup in my room or my uh, yeah in the room I was in, and I wrote uh, large parts of No Mercy and No Son of Odin at that like when he was actually well he was on on days off from the studio, but when we were actually doing uh, so. Uh, recording for another album right that has never ever happened to me before hmm. uh, I, I just because I, I decided to keep on writing when when inspiration struck I was hmm. in a really good uh, again momentum was really good everything was was cool and I had fun and so I kept on doing it
Are you a little bit more comfortable with the guitar nowadays yes. than you were, say, yeah. 10, 20 years ago? 100%. Right. Yeah. I, I think I I learned how to uh, learn a little bit of impulse control, I think. A yeah. uh, little bit of... Uh, I have less of this um, energy spikes, <laughs> you know, like a kid that goes crazy <laughs> on, on, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, on sugar or something. Uh, I, that is, yeah, absolutely. I've calmed down a lot more, uh, which means I can uh, I can improve my playing a, a, a lot. I made actually a um, I don't know if I, we talked about this before, but I made a, a New Year's resolution once. Uh, I, actually, I made two that year. I never do it ever, but this year I made two. Uh, one was I wanted to have a house before next New Year's because I didn't want anybody to come knocking and say, you guys turn it down, which happened. <laughs> so, uh, so I said, I'm going to get a house so I can make as much noise as I want as late right. as I want. Uh, and the other New Year's resolution was I'm going to be better, get better at playing the guitar. Right. Uh, and this was in 2011. Right, um, okay. And it took me a couple of years because I don't like practicing, but I do like uh, or need to warm up before the shows. Yeah. And the more shows we did the more practicing I did and I disguised it for myself I fooled myself so I disguised it as uh, warming up but it was actually you know practice sweeps and shit like Pontus taught me yeah. right uh, and we did a lot of shows it shows the frequency of shows increased over the years uh, since since then uh, so much so and we never really took a long break like there was never any uh, six or eight months break in, in, that I didn't play so much yeah so uh, I kept it going and I, uh, and both these things together for me, uh, kept me. I became better at playing because I practiced more, but also because I was uh, calmer and, and more right, more mature, I guess you could say. Yeah. But because and we've talked about this with other bands that there are a lot of bands that, like when they're doing sound check and stuff, they come up with stuff. Mm-hmm. They're noodling around, and then you then you record it, and you have that idea. Mm, is that something that never happens with Hammerfall, or it doesn't? Yeah, it happens always. It, it does. does. Well, it not does. all the time, but it has absolutely yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, like Brotherhood, you said you wrote him on the road. Did yeah. how did that actually happen? Did you did you do it after the show in yeah, the bus back, and then backstage before before soundcheck kind of that's how it started. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and how did it evolve on the road? Did did you then take it to soundcheck and? No, work no. on it I don't no. like if I come up with something on the spot that's fine I can record it but yeah. I don't like to try out new stuff uh, because I don't know right. who's recording or whatever yeah. you know, right, right. I, I just want to keep my stuff uh, close to the vest I guess you could say not that there's a big chance of anybody like oh I'm going to see what these guys are up to Just I, I, that's just how I am you know, yeah. I, I just yeah. want to uh, make sure that it's all I do is my own stuff and nobody gets to hear it before I'm ready to show it to anybody mm-hmm. cool Great. Very nice. cool. Actually, one thing I, I don't remember which, which year this was. don't remember which part it was either. Uh, but it was one part uh, for one song for la- la- these la- uh, last four albums. Uh, that I, I came up with, we were in Norland. Uh, it was, you know, where the yep. sun never goes down. Uh, and this was, we, we didn't play that late. We were kind of late, like midnight or something. And it was, of course, you know, daylight out. Uh, and I was, we had a sauna that was uh, in a part of our dressing room, but it was on, not on, it was just off. Uh, but um, so I went in there and started playing a little bit. And like, fuck, this is a great riff. <laughs> like, uh, I don't remember now. I, I, I know this, I just can't remember at the moment. But right. this the riff ended up on an album, like a featured song on, on some album uh, or other. 
so th these things just come to you. And that's why I, I'm so happy I have this setup that I can actually do this whenever I want to, if I have the, yeah. the urge to. So I, I just, sometimes, many times I brought it with me, nothing happens. I right. don't need it, but you yeah. know, when I do need it, I have it. That's, that's, the, most, that's the important point. I read that 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 you have like it, it, it's like a small guitar, yes. right? Yeah, like little guitars with Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's called the Traveler's guitar, so it's made for 
easy trail leg right. pilots and stuff can have it. Uh, what has it got? Head. No, no headstock and no. Uh, okay. No, so it's kind of like the the neck is basically like a normal neck, yeah. but everything else is as small as it can. They have all the the tuning stuff inside of the body, yeah. and the body is really. If if you remember the the uh, guitars that Paul Stanley had on uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy Night Story, yeah. Kind of body like, glove, ugly ones. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that, but, okay. but but not really. But they kind of like. But you can uh, build stuff on the guitar, so you can take two things and, and screw it up. So the guitar is a little bit bigger. It okay. fits better in your lap when you okay. have both of those. Right. Ones. It's really difficult to play if you don't do that. Uh, <clears throat> what you the, one of them is is uh, the one that you put put underneath, so it sort of stands on your right. leg a little bit, yeah. comes up a little bit. Much that one is necessary. The yeah. other one is not so necessary, but I usually put it on anyway because it's yeah. it's a little bit nicer. But that one has has uh, made a lot of things easier. Okay, that's that's really cool. And you talked about taking it on your family holiday. Mm-hmm. Is that something you never used to do beforehand? No, fuck no, yeah. <laughs> never. <laughs> no. So before this, uh, I never wrote anything uh, outside of my home. Uh, right. Yeah. And almost well, sometimes during downtowns, if we had a long, like a month or two uh, between shows and stuff, then sometimes I, I worked on stuff in my home. But it was always, I, I, and I was really adamant about this. This is the only way I can write songs is when I'm home. I don't have to think about what I'm, where I'm going next Friday. Yeah. I don't have to think about anything else than this. And I can work on the song and they, they you know, go around in my mind for a couple of weeks. Uh, that's the only way I thought I could write songs. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't know, I never just never tried anything else. And it turned out that, and I'm not sure I could have done this. It's I, I this would not this setup would not have worked 15 years ago. You didn't right, have the technology, right. technology yeah. for that. So yeah. uh, in, in that way, and I did even if there was that type of technology, I didn't have Pontus to help me with it.
talking about Pontus and talking about your playing has improved, how important has working with him been to, to improve you as a guitarist? Because one highlight, which we're going to talk about in the sec, is um, the guitar playing on this. And there's a lot more, I picked up a lot more kind of dual soloing on this record and, and on the last two records than there has yeah. been in the past. It's, it's absolutely true. With Pontus, um, I mean, I love playing with Stefan as well, but yep. Pontus gave me uh, a certain calm when he came into the band. Uh, Stefan was a great guitar player. He's a, he's a great guitar player, but Pontus is a different type of guitar player, one I'd never really encountered playing with before. Yeah. So like uh, I've never played with these. Well, I haven't played with that many guitar players in my life. It's basically Stefan, uh, Anders, Ivers, and that's it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but so when Pontus came in, he was kind. He could do all the Ingvar Malmsteen stuff, and she, I've never been exposed to that as a, a, a with another uh, person just on on English records. So for me, I was a big deal, and I knew he was great. But it, he also he came in a right moment for me that I. I was on my way to calm down and start thinking about stuff because never, I never thought, you know, more than one or two weeks ahead at right. most, you know, my life. Yeah. I was always living for the moment all the time, uh, and so when he came came in into the band, uh, he, his attitude also. You guys know him. He's yep. he's so friendly and so easygoing that it it made me relax. It, ma- it didn't make me. I, I wasn't uh, on my toes, and if I made a mistake. Huh, who cares? It's yep. like you didn't get that ugh, grimace or whatever. <laughs> that, that's frequent. You know, that, 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 that was all the time before. Right. So uh, maybe not with Stefan so much, but yeah, I, could, I could tell. He noticed when I made a mistake. You know? right. Pontus noticed, but he didn't say anything. He says, oh, well, never mind. He didn't even recognize. And then uh, because he's such a, a good guitar player, all this, uh, uh, like the... the, the the calmness he is, uh, uh, assert, uh, that he brought with him yep. um, made me calmer, but also made me uh, listen to him. That when he talked to me, like Stefan gave me tips as well, which I sometimes listened to and took, but I wasn't ready for that feedback. But now with Pons, I was. And he absolutely had some great stuff to teach me, uh, just really small things, like a warm-up uh, arpeggio thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys know what arpeggio is, but... Yeah. Yeah, you know, I knew what it was. Yeah, he does. I don't. Yeah. No, I, I knew what it was. It was those yeah, when you mm. do on the strings mm. and just mm. one note per string and up and down. It goes really fast. That's Ingram Malmsteen's yeah. bread and butter, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew what it was. Stefan did these two, but I just didn't know how to do them. Uh, he showed me the simplest practice thing, and I played. And this was one thing I remember from Stefan. He said, "Whatever you want to learn, it usually goes too fast for you. Play it ridiculously slow, like not half." tempo but just do 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 like, like this tempo right you know? yeah. uh, because then after a while you get that muscle memory right and then you can just speed it up and that's what Pontus said also so this I guess is a guitar player trick but that's how how we, uh, I learned a lot of the stuff uh, and I've never been a solo guitar player that I, I really uh, feel comfortable playing but uh, to, uh, thanks to Pontus, I feel now more, much, much more comfortable playing because I have been grown better. Yeah. Uh, but I also uh, have him to lean on, so to right. speak. Right. Yep. And that's why there are more jewel uh, uh, or trade-offs or whatever. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, and I always like we talked about Judas Priest. Uh, Judas Priest is so important for me in songwriting, and they always had these back yes. and forth stuff. Yes. And I always wanted to do that more, uh, and now I felt. Uh, that, well, I had a song that was very good for Brotherhood. Is, yep. is, uh, yep. 
uh, it, it, it got a lot of those. And uh, so it was just the right time for that right now. I was thinking like writing songs and I mean throughout the years don't you and I'm no musician I don't play an instrument anything but don't you get like can't you get like riff ideas in your head or do you have to sit down no. with the actual guitar no absolutely riff ideas in my head yeah. for sure it doesn't happen that much anymore right it was much more you know before and you know I'm old school or I, I was old school once. now I of course use computers but when I started there was I didn't even have a tape recorder so right. 
I, if I wanted to to save something, I came up with, oh, this is a great riff. I just played it over and over and over and over until, until I remembered it. That's how you did it. Right. And a lot of stuff I didn't remember, so they were just you know gone by the wayside. Uh, but that's how it was. And then I got uh, one of those four tracks uh, after uh, a while, so I could at least record some stuff on right. and, and make demos. And that shit, must have been a godsend when you got that. You must have been like, fuck, yes. you know? Yes, it was. <coughs> but that that's just how I, I wrote songs. I played played them through over and over again wow. until right, I yeah. uh, remembered them. That's yeah. just how, how, the way it was. Well, that must have been so much harder. Of course. Yeah. But it also meant that you uh, um, got a much better feel. I mean, it's it's one thing. If you record something, then forget about it. Uh, you haven't uh, tasted it, so to right, speak. Right, right. And, and that's how I, I still like to do with stuff and then when I write songs. I like to uh, go over it in my head and, and, and listen to it and just get a feel for what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and and that was that comes probably from how the way it was you know I had to play it over and over again right. to, to get right. to know the song
So um, let's hone in on a couple of songs. Um, Brotherhood, mm-hmm. um, amazing song. Um, I know. <laughs> no, I know you think that. I yeah, I think it's I think it's great. And and again with the guitar playing and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about how that come about because you wrote it on the road on the Dominion tour. Yes. And um, to 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 what extent um, was it complete on there? Uh, that it was complete exactly the way well not the actual solos but the the twin guitar solo yep. was uh, that one I, I came up with one of those moments that I when I uh, wrote it fuck this is good and I listened to it yeah this is really good <laughs> then I didn't listen to it for a while because I wrote it for Dominion we were on the Dominion tour so yep. we hadn't actually recorded no that was this was even before Dominion this was on the um, on the Built to Last tour oh really yeah, okay Domin- uh, Brotherhood was written during the North American tour with Flotsam and Jetsam in 2018. Ah, okay. So it's that old. Okay. Uh, so, so why didn't it hit exactly. Dominion? Yeah, why didn't it? Yeah, because we were on the tail end of the recording. Yep. So we were almost done. I kind of had all the songs, or most of the songs at least. I knew, or we knew which songs were going to end up where. Like We we Make Sweden Rock is going to be a bigger one, yep. one yeah. of the big ones. And so I, I didn't need uh, Brotherhood for this album. Mm. And this is one, one thing that I started thinking about because... When I write a song and I'm super pleased, and I, I think it's a great song, and then nothing happens with the song. Yep. That's really frustrating. And I know it can't happen with all the songs. Right. It's yep. impossible. But when you write a song, sometimes you just feel that this is something really special. Yeah. And I had that feeling with Brotherhood. So I decided not to uh, include it, not to even show it to Joachim. He didn't even know about it. Right. Uh, because I felt that this song is, this is special and it's going to, Get the 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 place and the t- and the moment to shine that it deserves. Yep. Uh, and I didn't know what was going to happen with it, but if I put it on uh, on uh, Dominion, it would just be another song at the end or whatever. Right. Yeah. If I put it on the next album, uh, whatever that would be, uh, it it gave it, uh, it got a chance to shine. Yeah. You know, if it could. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically what it was. But it, I'm always fascinated with, and we've talked about this before as well with others, yeah. like. Um, um, the songs that never get played live, mm-hmm. so they never get that extra life. Thing. Oh, that's always fascinating. Yeah. They end up on an album, and then that's it. They're never played live, and they're, yeah. they're not yeah. forgotten. But you know, they're well from from an artist's point of view. It, that must be must be difficult because obviously, uh, Hammer of Dawn. It, it's it's out there and there's a video and there's so on and so forth and um, venerate me and our brotherhood, yeah. um, but it must be a little bit frustrating. Like some from Dominion lower down that um, that because when you write them, you probably feel just as passionate yeah, about absolutely, them. And, yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's uh, the one of the songs on Dominion is called Testify. Yep. And that when I wrote that song, I thought, oh, yeah, I, this is great. It's going to be so cool to play it live because yeah. I could hear and yep. envision yeah. what it's going to be like, yeah. you know, live in a live setting. And uh, then we had other songs. And then we like, fuck, we already have, we're playing five songs, but we can't play six songs on a new album. So yep. Testify kind of just got lost a little bit in the shuffle. And then the tour or the, you know, everything with um, Dominion us cut it, cut it half because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. So there was never any chance to get that song out there at all. And that's one that's really frustrated me uh, a little bit uh, because of that, because I felt so strongly about it, and then it just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that's part of the reason why I didn't want Brotherhood on, on Dominion. Right. I knew that was going to happen to right. it. Right. You know, I wanted right. to have it uh, on a 
on a, on an album that it gave it a chance to, yeah, to show yeah. what it could do. Yeah.
mentioned the venerate me, and I feel like you know, I feel like I know English, but you know that I had to Google that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you know that word, or is that something that, uh-huh. that, that does that happen? That you actually you you read a word, and then you Google it, and think, oh, we can use this, or yeah, th- that happens yeah. a lot. Uh, I I don't remember where I got venerate me from. It was a book, I'm sure of okay. that. Okay, uh, right. And since I read a lot on Kindle, yeah, and that one has a um, dictionary in in, uh, in inside of it. So right. if I don't so know a word, you tap on a word and yeah, it ah, exactly okay, cool. highlight it and, and it comes up how okay. how you pronounce it and what it means, like right. the definition of the word. Right. And so venerate me came from one of those. I didn't really know what it was, uh, and then I looked it up and okay, yeah, this is this is good. This mm. is something we can use cool. cool back back to that not playing certain songs see this is where it's going to be a struggle because um we're just going to go from top oh, okay. top for the first brotherhood you got to play live on this we'll play it at the shows where you are okay uh, right but maybe not the other ones <laughs> right okay. <laughs> yeah. okay so no. brotherhood hammer of dawn you got to play yeah yeah sure. absolutely um no son of odin is that you have to play that that's a great song yeah well yeah, that's okay. probably that's my. I mean, yeah, we we probably will play it. I would like to play it because exactly. I really enjoy it. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a devil's advocate here. Okay. But who? Venerate me. You got to play. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's it's and then reveries. You got to and then suddenly it's like, well, fuck. Hang on a sec. Uh-huh. You know, we're, I know. I, I've had these thoughts as well. <laughs> yeah. But who yeah. who has the last word when it comes to picking the set list and picking the song from like the the latest album? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna play this one. Uh, is it you or Joachim or is uh, it uh, we do it together you do. Joachim and I uh, do the set lists right. and, and a lot of I want to play certain songs and he says oh okay this one uh, he has other favorites than, than yeah. I have usually I yeah. mean, we, it yeah. can vary a lot uh, but we always agree on the big ones like Hammer of Dawn. That's going to be the first single. We we knew this. Right. We, we know it was never in a discussion. Yeah. Same with Brotherhood. Like it's going to be a single with a video. This no yeah. question. You know. Uh, but playing live is a little because I approach it from more from a fan point of view, from like a listener point of view, mm. whereas he re- uh, approaches it from a performer point of view. Right. And he's a singer, so yeah. for him, he needs to be certain and, uh, and feel comfortable that his voice can do all these things that he needs. Yeah. To, and he doesn't want to not. Uh, he doesn't want to do a song where he doesn't do all the things he did in the studio, and uh, that can be a little bit difficult because sometimes you play five days out of seven you got to do the high high ones you may you know yeah. after a couple of weeks and you feel <clears throat> before you go on stage certain things uh, start working in your mind so uh, and that's i didn't i didn't care about these things before i didn't even take him into consideration yeah. but he was also wasn't that big of a deal before i mean when he was younger but now yeah. he thinks much more about these things because he's getting older yeah. his voice is better than ever yeah but he thinks more about it now more than ever yeah yeah, yeah. So I, I listen more to him now than uh, than I, I did before. Yeah. Uh, for, la- for example, last tour we did, uh, I love the song "The Fire Burns Forever." Right. Yep. Uh, I we played it only briefly on that tour, uh, not many times at all. I got it included in the set list on this tour because, and he said yes because he wanted to, uh, you know, he, he knew I I wanted to play it and he went okay we can we can do it. Yeah. Uh, but that ended up uh, going after I don't know not many shows uh, right. because that's one of those that goes really high all the time. Right. There's no rest for him, uh, and it was too much for him uh, for, yeah. for for uh, yep. coupled with all the other stuff that we wanted to do. And he didn't want to, f- and I didn't want him to feel like he's uh, pushing himself too much. And and I, 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 I for him 
if he doesn't feel comfortable with it, uh, I know that this is not going to be good for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for us, not for the band, certainly not for him. I don't know, not for their fans, and certainly not for him. Uh, so I listen to him much more now than I do. Sometimes it's, oh, fuck, but what are you going to do, you know? Mm. I can totally sympathize with because I'm a guitar player. I can play anything. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I can be, uh, you know, like like have a forty degrees of fever or whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. My throat can be all clogged up and yeah. yes, whatever. I can still perform. Yeah, more or less as, as the same way. Yeah. For him, it's totally different. Obviously, he uses his body to as his instrument. So yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things maturing does to you. You learn to think like <laughs> yeah. this a little bit. So. So to answer your question, is him and, and me. We go to, we back and forth a lot of times, right? And then, uh, sort of, he needs to uh, feel comfortable and sign yeah. off on it. That's yeah. how it works.
Did you listen to that uh, Ross Halfen Metallica? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, there was a, a thing in that where he talks about he had a conversation with Ian Hunter from Mott the Hoople and who went to see um, Procol Harum, the band Procol Harum. Right. And that for one, for whatever reason, Procol Harum was sick of playing Wider Shade of Pale, yeah. their massive mm-hmm. hit. Okay. And Ian Hunter went. And he was like, it was the only time he goes to see Procol Harum. (laughs) And and it's just the fact that they didn't play it. And that stuck with him. So he forever probably played, you know, all the young dudes every time because of that. It's it's a tough, as as an artist, it must be super tough, you know, because you're playing these, you know, four or five times a week. Mm -hmm. So you want to mix it up a little bit, but that that, that kid in the. Kid in the audience yeah, only sees yeah. you every two years or every three years. Yeah, yeah. we haven't really done that. I mean, we yep. n- we would never uh, skip the songs that we that we feel uh, that we we feel we know that the people want to hear these yeah. songs. Like we gotta play a certain amount of songs. Yeah, and those are I don't know how many much fifty percent of the set list maybe right. sixty I, depends. I don't know, but yeah. quite a, f- a lot of them anyway. Yeah. Then you got to do some new ones, and there's not not a lot of uh, room left for improvisation or fun stuff, so to speak. Yeah. And this this is another area where Joachim and I differ because he wants to sing uh, and do songs that he knows are fun for everybody and that people know and uh, that um, that he is likes singing and and, 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 and likes singing everything. Whereas uh, I'm a a, a big fan of bootlegs from right. the, from the eighties. Yep. Yes, uh, I went to search for stuff with unreleased or live songs or live songs I hadn't heard before. That was a big like, oh, I gotta buy this one. Fuck, they play uh, all night you know, yeah. with Kiss. <laughs> yeah. so I, I got the, gotta have that one. Yeah. Say I never heard that before yeah. in a live setting. Um, so I, and plus I'm a guitarist and not a singer. That probably plays a big role into it as well. Uh, but so I like to have at least one song every tour that's uh, sort of a surprise I like yeah. to try to get that in so last tour we did Rev- uh, Redemption which was the first we never played play that live before ever and the tour before we played a song called Origins which also never didn't really make it that's from Revolution but it didn't make it to the Revolution tour so we played it on the next tour instead yeah. went down really great because people were ready for that song mm, yeah, yeah. but you never know like, yeah Redemption also went down great, but it's uh, and a lot of people actually said afterwards that that was a big surprise, but a great surprise that they really really liked the fact that we played that song. Mm. And for me personally, it's a matter of not going insane from doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you yep. got to have something in there yeah. to, to uh, spice things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, now also, I mean, I'm thinking now that. The Danish guy is, is is on this album. That's got to be like the ultimate goal to have him come up on stage and, of course, do his part. Oh, of course, but <laughs> I, I uh, you never say never. But no. I I don't think the circumstances would have to be absolutely perfect for yeah. that to happen. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, as much as I would love it, uh, I don't. I I think that is um, just a pipe dream. But that's what I thought about having him on the album in the first place. So. Never say never, I guess. Mm, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Let's go, Siri. 
my flame.